to Canadians with Disabilities and Their Allies. My name is Brent Frayne. I'm the host for the show. And today's podcast is going to be featuring former MP Cheryl Hardcastle. She's a longtime ally for PWD in Canada. And it's uh, my great pleasure to welcome Cheryl to our show. Welcome, Cheryl. How are you? I'm great. Hi, Brent. Good to Hi. be with you guys. Good to be with you and talk about the the journey of the Canada Disability Benefit. We were joking. Off, we were joking off air that uh, it's the first time you've had to make sure you do, you do your hair because because we're on <laughs> <Yeah>. video because <laughs> you're so used to the uh, Twitter spaces, right? Or it's just right. audio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I this was is, this is a little start... bit different, eh? <laughs> yeah. 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 I got to make sure. Every day when I when I'm starting the show too is make sure no piece standing up on end. <laughs> I know it's just distracting. No matter how interesting you you are, if there's like a piece of hair hanging up, everybody's watching. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I say it's a bad hair day, you know. And uh, yeah, so Cheryl, um, it's great yeah. having you on. And um, with uh, now with the Bill C twenty two, the Canada Disability Benefit uh, Act has now been passed through Senate, has now received royal assent. So going forward, um, what is the adventure uh, with that bill, um, with the new act now? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot to it, isn't there? Like, we're so, we collectively, allies and people living with disabilities, uh, we know there's a need for it. So there's a lot of frustration. If you're somebody in my role and who's been a member of parliament who's been the critic for people with disabilities um just you know for the background for for your uh for your listeners here too like i was a member of the ndp caucus and the critic for people with disabilities when the accessible canada act was tabled hmm. so i did my homework there i i tabled 93 amendments and I think like six of them went through because they were amendments from other parties. But like I, my point with that is that I did my homework. I saw how important it is to have strong legislative language. And I think that is something that we're really seeing when we watched the journey of Bill C-22. All of the critics that were taking that academic approach, right? Yeah. Not the emotional approach, the academic approach, you see very weak language. And if you're a legislative mind, you say, this is weak language. It is not going to make a difference if you don't strengthen the language. So with my background, I was frustrated because I thought, 
like you should have done a lot of the background work and had this strong language ready. On the other hand, being hopeful, knowing we do need this benefit, it's hard. No, who can argue? No one's going to argue against it. We do need it. Mm -hmm. um, there is one uh, one advocate, one gentleman on social media who has a hashtag that is trending now to the aid before made. And that's not something we've delved into a lot here, but it really is very insensitive to to be moving forward on articulating the needs for medical assistance in dying, which is necessary. But at the same time, it's not an either or. You need to be doing this disability benefit is needed and you need to expedite this process too. So for us to have seen how slow it went, like the first time it was tabled and then um, we had the election in 2021 and then we came back like nothing. There's not even any tweaking of language. Like no one was doing any work. Yeah. In between, it, was, it that's what it felt like, right? It felt like yeah, you yeah, it was didn't empty. listen to the. I, uh, I don't know about you, Cheryl. I don't know about you, Brent, but uh, right, right when the pandemic first hit, remember in, here in BC, we, we it was almost like every day they'd have, you know, they'd have John Horgan or or uh, Adrian Dix stand up and, and uh, with the health uh, authority um, person mm. stand up and, and give a debrief for the day on the numbers for COVID. Right. And, and they'd say, you know, so many people are in hospital and these many, these many people died today. And I mean, it was a really emotional thing and I don't mean to uh, minimize it or belittle it or anything, but what really struck me was, you know, they're saying, you know, isn't this, sad that we lost you know the x amount of people died today and i'm thinking to myself well it's kind of hypocritical because here you are like crying these tears and i mean they're real tears i'm not I'm not trying to minimize yeah but, I, but 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 yet they're like all these years of like say the the, the um the drug supply issue and and mm -hmm. people dying on the streets and you, then you have like you know, basically 30 years, like we, we talk about a thousand yeah. days for yeah. this. Yeah. We talk uh, about a thousand days for this thing, but it's been 30 years of legislated poverty for people with disabilities. Yeah. yeah. And, and people have died. Right? People have yeah, died. Like, and and there's some, there was no, no tears for that. Yeah. You know, and it just seems like very hypocritical. Yeah, the, exactly. It's hypocritical. You see it that way because this is prevent preventable every day you're making a decision to not act on this, mm -hmm. but then this comes along and you act on it. We're not saying you shouldn't act on it, yeah. but it's proving to us that you can. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're proving that you're capable. And uh, again and again and again, and as a patriot, as a proud Canadian, that is the biggest frustration for me too. We are capable. We are capable yeah. of doing much better than this. We are capable of rolling out a Canada disability benefit that does meet the rigorous standards that we need for strong legislation. There, there's expertise in this ministry. Don't kid yourself. This language is weak in an intentional way, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to be cynical, but you say, why? Uh, so what's the point of this using this language?
And we did hear from Minister Qualtro at uh, several different opportunities in testimony, whether it was to the Senate or to um, the, the Social Development Committee. It has a longer name in the House of Commons that, that dealt with the Canada Disability Benefit. You know, Minister Qualtro said, oh, this is flexible language because we need to be flexible in the regulation. We've got to be collaborative and work with the provinces and the territories, and we have to be nimble. And the, the, that was, she didn't say nimble, that's my words, but like saying it, like we have to be flexible and responsive. That's the reason for the weaker language. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't believe that, 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 that that's necessary. Even now, um, since it got royal assent on June 22nd, Bill C-22 already in her interviews about it, Minister Qualtro's already moved away from the 12 month timeline for the yeah. legislation to 18 months. Mm, well. And there are people uh, saying, she's already saying that, and there are people saying, no, that's in, in the legislation now. No, what's in the legislation, and that's, uh, we'll probably have to talk about that too, the, this idea of our sources and, and news. So, so the language of that, of C-22 is, they have a year for it to come into force. And then after that, you have a year for the regulation to be fashioned. Wow. And it's just semantics. It's the, for it to come into force means it's real. We have it and we're doing that regulation process now. Mm -hmm. So they can go and meet with the provinces. Each province has to be dealt with on the issue of clawbacks. It is true. It's going to be tricky, but yeah. I think, to not talk about it up front. I think each of us in our provinces need to be focusing on our provincial governments now and the critics in our opposition parties. We're a democracy, a robust democracy in Canada. And it's time to turn our attention to the provinces and say, exactly what is it that the federal government is afraid of? Are they, they're afraid that if they promise me $2,000 a month that you're going to walk away from me as a province, that you're not going to kick in your share? How mm -hmm. is that? Like, is that what's going to happen? What mm -hmm. are they? For? I think we need to have those discussions openly to the provinces. Like why, why this issue of clawback? Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and to, like, to, to share my, I've, I've shared my story a lot actually, but yeah, um, like my, my survivor's pension is being clawed back for the last 10 years. And in 10 years, it's been about $65,000 worth of clawbacks from the provincial government in those 10 years. Um, but, you know, I have to, I have to fully admit, like, um, you know, at the start of it, like going back 10 years ago, like I was completely naive. Like uh, when I got my first, um, when I got my first, uh, check from from the ministry and i saw i saw all this money being taken off i go surely that's got to be a mistake yeah like I, I thought mm -hmm. well yeah. surely the government's not that cruel that they would do that so so it's got to be a mistake I, I i just thought somebody you know some 
some calculator farted a mistake or something. So I, you know, I, I phoned and I, and I asked like, I think, it, I think there's been an error here. Like I was completely naive. Right. And, and they're like, no, this, this is on purpose, you know? So like, okay. So, yeah. you know, and, and then, so, so that you, to your point, I mean, it's so important to get the language, right. It's so important to get really dialed down and like anchor yes. everything down and make sure everything's yeah. proper because you don't well, want, you don't want this money to disappear on clawbacks, right? Well, what, yeah. what I'm concerned well, about what I wanted... is about the um, about the insurance. They they're now they're saying about the private insurance companies can actually technically claw back from provincial. Well, is that yeah? And and I guess one of the ideas with that amendment, why you can't do that? I mean. I I really felt bad for the Senate. They really, yeah. I, I thought they did great with mm -hmm. standing up and really addressing the weaknesses in this bill. I thought it was pretty brave um, mm -hmm. to take on that amendment specifically for the insurance clawbacks and to actually talk about the constitutionality of it. Um, there are several senators that were really articulate about that. Um, and it does get technical and legal and it does intimidate people and then it confuses them, right? But the whole idea that it was called for to have that amendment and then that yeah. this, it went through without, like, so they're going to do this in regulation? Is well, that, why, why, is, is that where the language is going to go? You're going to do this in like legislation or is each province going to have some kind of an agreement with an insurance company, all these insurance companies that do business in each province, they're going to have to deal like is I'm hoping I I'm trying to be hopeful because there's nothing more frustrating. And thanks for sharing your story with us, Neil. There's so many people that try and get ahead a little bit and you can't mm -hmm. um, in the reg and, and, and that's, those of though and i know i've mentioned it in in this kind of forum before but i'll say it again when people share their own stories publicly like this it really really helps a lot of people who can't help it they want to be allies but this is personal financial information that is not shared otherwise if you didn't share that with a with us neil for people who share with us um on social media they'll share their uh, this is my um, Ontario disability pension mm. check and this is how much I get for rent and this yeah. is how much I get for this and that. When people share that information, then when we talk about legislated poverty, mm -hmm. a lot of people who want to be allies, but they're not up to full full speed with their knowledge about how it works, like, mm. like you were even, Neil, thinking this must be a mistake. No, yeah. this, you are clawed back. There is no absolutely no incentive for a person living with a disability who can work maybe 15 hours a week mm -hmm. and get down the stairs get accommodations at an employer with public transportation pack a lunch all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. it's for them to if they can do it great but that money is clawed back after mm -hmm. like you can only make two hundred dollars well, yeah. and, I don't know and, what's a bus pass in your community, like, or yeah. a, a taxi, because where I am, the um, the transit for like full accessibility transit, like you got to give them a couple weeks notice 
If you're on call for work, I don't know how many people have that experience with an employee. Sometimes you get called, like, can you be in for six tomorrow? Can yeah. you be in, you know? And if you can't, they just stop calling you. So yeah. to be employed, like there's so much more to it. And anyway, I forget how we got off on, on that, on that <laughs> teaching about it, but, but the idea of these clawbacks, this regulatory environment that we have right now is hurting people. And this is the frustration for people in the know. C22 is needed. But when we see the language, we're just itching. We're just frustrated. Like you need this language to be stronger. And this idea that, oh, we left it that way because we're going to deal with it in the regulations. Okay, now we have to count on that. That's the point we're at now. So now that it's received that royal assent, now we have to let that back room kind of work happen, which is what a lot of people did not like. And and, yeah. and, and, a lot of, and a yeah. lot of people are nervous because, I mean, we have a precedent really with uh, the CRPD, right? Or where yeah. Canada signed on to the CRPD yeah. and what? Nothing's happened well, with it, right? No, so we you, don't. You, you signed Look. on to it, but but it's like crickets. So it's well, like, why sign, on, why sign on to it if you're not going to do anything? You're actually, if you're not well, actually going to do it, why well, sign on to it? All the senators, I mean, they had all pretty well all agreed, like, like the, you know, at first, and then it get handed right back to the House of Commons, and it was would be it was supposed to be announced on the Tuesday. Everyone's anticipating, yes, it's going to get passed today, and then no, nothing. Right? Wednesday came, then then uh, Minister Quantrill wasn't there at first. She was in New New York City, so then she makes an appearance. She gets in there, makes an announcement, a speech, and then that that amendment, she turned it down. So then back to the Senate, it goes, it's like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, you know, and now, now people are saying like, how, how much is it going to be? Um, yeah. I had a, I had a meeting uh, recently with, uh, with our minister uh, in BC uh, with uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Leggett, uh, Sonia and myself, we sat down with the minister. And so Jeff gave a kind of a guideline. We mentioned about the C-22 briefly. Uh, and um, so Jeff says, well, the LICO formula for 2021 is 2202. Now it's for 2021. She goes, okay, well, and Jeff, we were all just stunned because we thought it was going to be the LICO formula. They're going to go with and correspond with the C22. We were informed that no, it's the market basket measure that they're going to be going with. So, which is a lot less. And she said, I'm in communications with, uh, with Minister Quantrill. Um, so that was kind of where that conversation yeah. ended on that one. Um, uh, yeah, like that's the, that's the technical stuff, regular, like in regulation, mm -hmm. any government can change that so you might have a, a a new government will come in and make it stronger another government will come in and make it weaker this is why we didn't like this regulatory yeah. uh, environment for some of the stronger language but did, i even noticed like you're not going to eliminate poverty they went from the wording to like now you're going to reduce poverty for working age people and that that was the other thing too even if they're using the market basket there's got to be something else that they're going to in the regulation if they were serious anyway mm -hmm. it would be i don't know what we would call it but it's kind of like the cost of living mm -hmm. 
of a person living with a disability, you can't compare it to like these figures, like whether it's LICO or market basket, whether it's regional or across the country averages, and there's problems with all of it. They're all able, they're all ableist numbers Mm -hmm. that I do not know anybody who's actually done any calculating work because it is difficult. But there are categories. You could have categories for for prosthetics, diabetes, Medicaid. Like you could have different categories and then add a percentage on for people. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how they can be so like look you straight in the face and say that this is the number that's the poverty level Mm because it changes for region too. And everyone has individual needs as well that are different. Mm-hmm. Um, in your I, where you're I, renting, I deserve my own. I deserve my own category. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, well, Neil, I I deserve my own category. I was going to say. Well, well, every, every <laughs> now you're right, Cheryl. Though every region, the the price is a lot different than every other region, right? So if they're going to be going with it, it's kind of yeah, like an and- ableist, uh, ableist figure as well. You get it, but you don't get it because you don't. Yeah. Need and it. what do you call exactly? So someone with. And when you have dietary issues, oh, that's huge. And and you Cost. have certain requirements, um, yeah. even nutritional requirements, and the supplements. Mm-hmm. Should you be taking a vitamin for whatever because you're on this medication and it depletes your vitamin A or whatever it is? Yeah. Like, don't uh, don't they real like you can't be using these same numbers. Besides the kinds of you know, depending on the type of uh, disability that you're trying to work around and you need different equipment or you need cleaning supplies or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like there's uh, some people that have allergies that have to stay away from certain cleaners and laundry soap. And um, so, yeah, it's just the, the cost of living for someone living with a disability is even higher. Yeah. And so and it's that's uh, that well that's the thing it's uh with with our government here which i'm pretty sure it's uh, that way across the country they kind of mirror uh you know each each uh each province it's like you've got to have this condition in order to have this supplement so if you need a, a vitamin supplement or something like that you've got to have this condition it's like all these hoops that people gotta jump yeah. through just like you know and just give everybody a, a yeah. amount that yeah. they can buy what the- they need yeah and when you think about how that's got to be because i know even when it's discussed um like the theoretical approaches to like a universal basic income right that's more along the lines of like if you just if you give the individual an adequate amount of money they can use their discretion and say I will spend it on vitamins or cleaning Mm. supplies or whatever. You don't have to categorize everything and get like, don't assume. It's so funny how that works. Like don't assume that people cannot manage this. Right. And that's where I wish we had, if we had like, I'm speaking in generalities about that political spectrum, but the conservative focus is, you know less government interference kind of thing well then just give people the money yeah and let them do this 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 regulatory environment requires uh 
it requires a lot of resources to do mm -hmm. this. If we just said, here, here is what we've agreed on, and it should be regionally, and it should be changed every so many, just like the cost of living, you know, every so many months, sometimes it changes, or oh, sometimes yeah. it changes every year, the cost of living, right? But it, there should just be this, here's an amount, the federal government will participate with the province yeah. in partnership. If you want these federal dollars as a province, if you want this money, then you can have it to do this, this, and this, and you've got to add to it. You've got to, like, it's a partnership. If you want us to participate, we have to do this together. There's think, a way they could do that. I think, I think or it's they important. could say in, individually that federally the government says, look, here's the money we're giving you and it's none of the province's business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do think like, it's important to, uh, to recognize that, it, you know, people with disabilities, we're, we are the experts on our conditions, right? Exactly. I, I mean, I don't, I don't pretend to know that, that I don't have a textbook, textbook knowledge of my cerebral palsy, but I have a textbook knowledge of my lived experience though. And yeah. as, as, yeah, as sure. do you, Brent. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, I, I shared on the last show that I, for the very first time, I'm actually um, having uh, a, a, um, a manual wheelchair funded by the uh, provincial government. It's the first time I usually try to fund everything myself, mm -hmm. um, but they're only they're only funding half of it because I, I guess they figure I only have a half of a disability or a half. I have half of uh, cerebral palsy or something. So they said, well, yeah. uh, right. because you already have a scooter, well, um, you know, and, and the scooter, I, I fully funded that. I fully paid for it myself. Well, that's um, why I said to you the other day, Neil. And, and you don't get credit for that later. Yeah, no. So, you, 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 it would be nice if you could say, look, I've been. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've been fronting uh, this, the cost for this for the last 10 years. Now I'm asking you to. So. Yeah. It's just yeah, funny. Well, it's just funny the way they, they the way they say, well, you know, you. Well, there's we'll do, a couple. We'll do half, like, but you know. <laughs> is this an uh, is this an assistive devices program then, and uh, that's provincial? So in Ontario, there's a weird thing in the assistive devices program. It's called, and you apply, mm -hmm. and you get up to seventy five percent of the cost. But oh. the kicker is for something like, let's say your your prosthetic leg. There's only like two or three types and measurements. Like if you need something because of the way your uh, amputation was done, you need a certain requirement. It's not covered even. Wow. Which is to me that now to me as a taxpayer, that's a waste of my resources because if you're going to do a program should instead of gatekeeping and only making it specific should you not be offering it to everybody because somewhere uh, the pressure is on us as a society if we don't adequately take care of people which we're seeing now yeah and and just as one one example like for for me with cerebral palsy and I, i'm sure i'm not unique in this but oh. uh <laughs> all of a sudden appeared um, out of nowhere magic <laughs> <laughs> It's like a pink yeah. unicorn. It just popped out of nowhere. <laughs> you need yeah, to have a you need to get a pink unicorn cup. Yeah. It just it just called, popped out of nowhere. It's just <laughs> <laughs> no. I was, okay, I was what gonna, are you saying, Neil? Yeah. I was gonna say like uh, 
as somebody with a cerebral palsy, like um, getting regular uh, massage is huge for me, like uh, chiropractic and especially massage, like because um, there's something called muscle tone, mm -hmm. like my my body with, as, with cerebral palsy doesn't know how to relax, <laughs> right? It's just yeah. always, always tight. Like the muscles are always tight. So uh, when they have massage done, like a full body massage, that's like the, the the only time where my body can really relax. But it's like hugely important, right? And, yeah. And and yeah. I, you know, I I get that done, and it's all out of pocket. Like I'm paying all out of pocket for that. But you know, wow. I, I can only do it. You know, you know, maybe like every couple, like once every couple of months or something. But it would be wonderful if I could do it like every couple yeah. weeks or once a week but i mean that's yeah. just not doable right but but yeah. it'd be nice if the government could see that um you know to kind of prime the pump like health yeah. dollars wise that you're actually actually improving people's lives yeah um well you and, know, and making keeping, it making it better for people yeah like keeping that quality of life longer right mm -hmm. yeah like, they, they put less stress on care too yeah it, it it really goes hand in hand and and i know i i that was one of the things i tried to advocate for too and i know um like i said i refer to ontario a lot because i live in ontario right and that's where a lot of my constituents came to me and pointed out some of the flaws in the system that we have like we're not linking our strategies enough because even though you have a municipal government, a provincial government, and a federal government that are responsible for different things. There's only one taxpayer comes out of one pocket, you yeah. know. We're uh, and and we're not using linking these strategies or using them efficiently. And one of the things that kind of goes back to like you're saying about the massage for cerebral palsy, Neil. Um, a lot of people want to be able to go swimming. It's it's good physiotherapy for them for their uh, for muscle movement. It gives them for. Uh, two or three different conditions anyway, gives them uh, mobility and they're able to do certain things on their own mm -hmm. um, because they keep up, they, they're able to keep up this therapy. If you don't have uh, a support system in place or someone that can pay for you to be able to go to a swimming pool and do laps or something, um, because the swimming is really important, but the government programs look at certain things like it's I think the same thing with the massage, Neil. Oh, that's a luxury, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, a massage yeah. isn't it's not important, right? It yeah. is important. Yeah. It, it, absolutely it is. I mean, it's like having public transit. It's so important yeah. to have people connect into communities so they can absolutely. feel comfortable with their communities. And when you don't have it and they say, Oh, excuse of uh Oh, well, it's up to that community to provide their service. Oh, it's up to that one. And I had that recently and I've made two phone calls back and forth and they're like, well, there's no demand. So it's kind of like, well, he said, she said, pass the buck. <laughs> Meanwhile, the person's now in limbo going, I just, well, I just want to be able to get around and be mobile. But yeah. now you feel isolated now. And then you say, well, I can only go within geographically of where you want to go. And then you feel trapped, right? So it really, it actually affects yeah. your whole your whole well-being in certain ways um yeah one of, one of my bucket lists is uh you know i'm and i'm working on it and uh make my way back east so yeah that would be something and i'm looking forward to that 
Yeah, are you, good. Are you going to do the Anne of Green Gables tour? Well, you know, I, <laughs> oh, I would actually do. I would actually probably do a breaking with Brent segment and a broadcast live and doing the uh, do the show on the road. Um, yeah, um, yeah, Anne of Green Gables cool. tour would be interesting. But no, I, I pit stop in Ontario for sure. That is one of my areas mm. I'm looking at. And, uh, well, these are the like this. These are the kinds of things now we can imagine, or I had imagined like we're talking about expenses and what are what is considered in your lifestyle and what's necessary like i'm sure those kind of discussions had to be had with the senior bureaucrats mm -hmm. and the expertise around the table that are preparing for legislation you know this is coming um why you don't wait till the last minute so I I really don't know how um how they're going to measure the amount. I just mm -hmm. thought and a lot of people did as you you guys had mentioned earlier about uh, when we had the pandemic and we saw how that was rolled out with the CERB yeah how quickly it right came away up. looking at CERB and saying you know what we're going to give you uh what was it 2000, 2000. a month yeah cuz that was right the most minimum amount and they got it done within no time at all. Within one week, it was out and, there. And, and I, I remember, though, Neil and, and Cheryl, like watching the news every day, anticipation. We're going to mention people with disabilities, Canadians with disabilities. I know. Waiting. And then, then Justin oh. Trudeau would, would kind of put it off another day. Nothing. And then he mentioned no. seniors, and then he mentioned kids, children. And it was like, okay, well, we're coming next. And I'd watch it every day. I used to call it, uh, Sonia would say, oh, the Justin Trudeau is on. I said, oh, the Justin Trudeau show. Oh, goody. Uh, let's have my breakfast and watch the show and waiting and waiting. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. Like there's something going on here. And that's when I realized later that year, that's when I, I then approached Neil and I said, well, you know what? We're going to launch a show here. Like I'm going to be bringing people together. Cause like yeah. this is, I could see the scenario what was happening, Cheryl. And, and that's why yeah. how it came to be now. It's like, I, I was yeah. too much BS for me. Like I thought, you're just delaying and delaying, right? And yeah, well, and they came. You're they... right. It's so it is so frustrating. Even now, um, the idea of this, uh, you know, this emergency payment, the derb, as people are calling oh, okay. it. If we're seeing how long that it's going to take to roll out a Canada disability benefit, they are going to need to do something interim, and I would love to see that. I know they're gone for the summer, but we could be really pressuring our, our MPs so that come fall, um, they're prepared to roll out DERB uh, mm -hmm. for a period of time. I know it's, I know it's for a lot of people think, oh, you're really irresponsible when it's somebody else's money, Cheryl, you just want to, well, look it, you did it, you did it for the pandemic, you left mm -hmm. people with disabilities out. Um, they need this money now. They need something now to relieve this immense pressure until mm -hmm. this Canada disability benefit comes in. Like you're, you're not paying attention if you don't believe this. Yeah. I mean, it could be like a year and a half, could be up to two years. Before. It could be like at least a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. I mean, tell somebody. Well, they're saying the 18 months now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, and. People are already suffering now, so I would not and want yes. to that and even if it was a year, yeah, let's say it was a, yeah. in one year. Let's say tomorrow they get the regulations done like for six months even. 
like best yeah. case scenario like you said right like people are hurting right now exactly you could be saying we're going to give you uh we're going to give you money uh like five hundred dollars a month or a week even and they don't realize how much difference that would make yeah. until it a canada disability benefit comes in i'm just pulling numbers out of the air yeah, well, yeah. well they, they could have done that i mean for the grocery relief that was oh. too little for regular regular uh grocery items like this is not a, out of the ordinary to go to the grocery store and i think now the relief they the grocery relief they sent for qualifying families is like 150 dollars or something it's not i can do it's all. not enough it's not enough and the problem with that when you say it's not enough is okay then i'm whining or i'm a critic or i'm not appreciative right yes every little bit helps but when you're taking all these resources to roll something out you might as well do it right mm -hmm. and then it comes back to um your health care costs and your yep. quality of life and all these things improve it, I just, it really does it really does because it actually puts if with without the resources it puts more strain on our healthcare system, which is already in a crisis already. Yeah. And then it's just the person's well-being. And then they get to a state where now they're developing more, more conditions that they didn't have before. Yeah. Um, so really, like, uh, at the end, just give people the, the resources so they now they can prosper. They can put money back into the community that they yeah. live in. They can help small businesses. They can help themselves, better themselves in so many ways. And just be like every every other Canadian. And we're talking about needs, right? We're talking right. about needs now. So when we talk about uh, low, like that that poverty line, and mm -hmm. what would be a low income level that's just above the poverty line, and when people talk about that, mm. I do hear a more uh, discussion about that in social media than I hear about. Let's talk about excess. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what's more than enough when someone has excess and you are talking about like those kind of luxury goods that are not basic needs. Right. Here we are talking about someone, an extra $12 a week. Mm -hmm. They would actually, it wouldn't be enough, but we would appreciate it because with $12 more a week, I could buy fresh produce every week. Exactly. Like I, people have shared those kinds of examples with me, even though, like I had someone said to me, you know, even though I'd love, love to have an extra a thousand dollars a month, if I had mm -hmm. an extra uh, $200 a month, I could put gas in a vehicle. I could, you know, mm -hmm. like they're sharing really tangible things that are to me like basic needs. Yeah. And we don't hear we don't hear enough about, we always hear about basic, like when people are, are hurting, but we don't hear enough about like all these excesses that other, um, other people that are um, at this wealthier level and they're worrying about things like, I don't know if they're, if they even bother to get these Rolex watches repaired or if they just yeah. bring well, them in, like some, you, you have, when you talk about, and I think we do need to have more talk about excess. We need to talk about what is enough 
And when we talk about what is enough, that helps us to understand what a basic need is as well for people, right? Well, when people can't even say, uh, you know, buy laundry detergent, they got to wash that out by hand. I mean, wow. Like there is a problem. I, yep. I, I have so many messages I would get of someone saying, you know, could you please push for Durbrent? Could you please? I said, you know, there's uh, MPs that I am in direct contact with constantly and they're posting their messages on social media. I said, watch their posts. I said, I, it's hard to keep following. I said, you know, each message. I said, so just watch for them. And I would send send it over. Well, look, look at her post. I mean, uh, MP Benita Zarello, for instance, she's hammering yeah. on Derb, Mike Maurice. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many of them. P uh, MP Peter Julian. I mean, there's so many of them that, that are really keen of wanting to get the help for people. I think that's what we have to do is amplify those voices on social media. Yeah. Um, because... I mean, those are just examples, but I mean... Those are, yeah, because... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess we have to do that more. Uh, no, because I'm I'm just befuddled and really shocked that we're still that we're in this situation. Mm -hmm. Me too. Here we are, summer twenty twenty three, and we're still trying to <laughs> still trying to have hope and yeah. and figure this out. And hang on, everybody, it's coming. Well, hang on. Yeah, yeah. and 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 the one thing. The one thing I wanted to say as you're saying all this too is like, you know, I, I've worked for 20 years and uh, and I know Brent, you have too, you've worked yep. you've worked a lot too. Um, but all the time at all the time I was working, I just assumed uh that the government was taking care of of the dis disabled, right? I mean, I, I've been disabled my whole life, like since birth. I've been disabled yeah. my whole life. But even even though when I was working and not on assistance i just assumed like when i when i'd see somebody on the street you know in a in a wheelchair or whatever i'd say oh, yeah, the government's taking care of them and like that's me yeah. talking like somebody that has a disability i thought that so yeah. if, if i thought that uh, you can imagine how many like people that yeah. that never had a disability think that as well that they just assume the government's taking care of everyone yeah. And, yeah, uh, I got into that same situation, Neil, where I would argue with my mom many uh, decades ago, um, and I'd be working full time. I, I was actually working for the government at the time. I had a contract for two summers in a row, for two summers in a row. Then my job actually got, uh, I wanted to go back, and the catch was, well, you had to be going back to college. Okay, I wasn't going back to college. I had completed what I, what I was doing, and when the job wasn't needed anymore because they all went digitalized. So your job no longer was needed anyway. So even if I wanted to go back and I couldn't believe it at the time, Cheryl, I mean, they were paying me minimum wage was like four or five at the time. I was getting paid $15 and three cents an hour. I mean, at that, you know, so you can imagine, I was like, whoa, like, what am I doing with this? I saved. And I, you know, and I, so I was working there doing that full time. I was working for the Ministry of Advanced Education and Technology and I saved, saved, saved. I bought myself a mountain bike. I, I uh, saved up so my mom could actually go away. She wanted to go to way to England. So I sent her off. I got her a ticket. Like I it did these yeah. things and, and uh, you know, and I bought things that we needed for the household. I bought things for myself. And I just felt that that um, that pleasure of being able to provide for myself and, and to my mom. Because my mom brought me up as a single mother and she had a hard time going through all the hard times right so i yeah. knew 
a dollar. And when I when I didn't have that anymore, I then had to go back to my regular job because I had taken a leave of absence to do this contract. So I came back and I didn't have the same shift again. I had to now, I wasn't really demoted, but the other person didn't want to give it up. It was an agreement saying, well, if they want to switch, they didn't want to. I then realized that um, the company was then folding. They were actually changing ownership. So my, it was like, you either take part time because they didn't want me full time. I needed the money. So my mom said, well, you know what? Like you're having a hard time now. Like there are certain things in the, in the restaurant that I was working, I couldn't do. And so I, I realized that, okay, there was an issue. My mom then said, Brent, I think it's time, now time for you to apply for disability. No, no I said, no, I, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll push myself. I'll do more and more. And I realized that my disabilities were starting to interfere in certain other sectors. And I kept my mind, kept saying, no, Brent, it's okay. You can. So I went and had a meeting. And so the worker who was my mom's worker, who was handling senior supplement was my worker and said, you know, Brent, I think your mom's right. We just filled out the application and we'll send it to your doctor. He'll get this all done. And I said, well, my mom goes, don't worry. Uh, how does this work? He'll be well taken care of. It's a, it's a pension. It'll be well taken care of, be well taken care of. I missed that cutoff, Neil, when they had the pension versus- I, I, did, I did too. I did too. Yeah. I missed it. Because yeah, my doctor hadn't yeah. got to it in time. There was too much paperwork. I was he, I was still working at the time. I had no idea about the pension too. thing. Yeah. But I was always told my mom and the worker said, Don't worry, like they'll they'll take care of you. Like it's mm -hmm. you're well taken care of. So we were both under that belief. And I always thought it was yeah. well taken care of, but mm -hmm. it's legislative poverty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, I I don't know why uh why it is that so many people think other people are content because these systems are broken mm -hmm. um don't get hurt at work yeah don't get yeah. hurt at work the workplace insurance board like that there's all kinds of flaws in these systems like they're set up the way they're set up it's so that you are inadequate so when they talk about abuse of these systems i don't know anybody who would actually have a way or a means to to take advantage of the system that doesn't deserve to be on it mm -hmm. because it's so little you live so, it, it's so difficult and the reporting mechanism and if somehow you are abusing the system and you're getting away with it you have other there you do have some legitimate issues then for well, you to not be able to work. Like, i can't i don't know that that it actually helps when they like when I made the comment about our premier here mm -hmm. saying, you know, we all these people are abusing the system. Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely not true. And and the kind of abuse that you take when you are on the system mm -hmm. is actually what we really need to be talking about more. This yeah. pressure, this 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 uh constant pressure it's not good for your mental health it's not good for your physical health to always have that constant pressure mm -hmm. uh, when they when they give you a form and you got to fill a form out saying have you been incarcerated within the last 30 days i mean yes or no it's like really you're giving that same form to a person with disabilities who's mm -hmm. who's struggling and they got to fill that out yes or no answer if you have income to declare if you don't they don't require you to send it in but if you have something to declare. But I mean, that question is on there all the time. And yeah. uh, 
I know that the one senator mentioned in the uh, in the Senate just recently. I was I saw it on my newsfeed. Um, I'll send it over to you. Um, I'll, I'll direct message it over to you. But Senator Kim Pate said that the the uh, the system how it was designed it wasn't designed for persons with disabilities. The provincial systems were not designed once upon a time for for, for persons with disabilities. And I so I you know it's um, in yeah over time you know, over decades the governments just haven't tweaked that up and modernize the policies within it they just kind of status quo let it go let it go and now here we are yeah and we're at this huge we're at this crisis point now and for so long this idea this relying on charity yeah and relying on this concept of charity when these are opportunities every day with everything that we know all these testimonies right Mm -hmm. that came from c22 like we've seen the work has been done the expertise is out there yeah from scratch you can see the best practices in other jurisdictions and other countries yeah we see how people are doing this um i think there was some really excellent testimony and i can't believe that we were not able, we as a country, I'm saying mm-hmm. we, we're not able as a country, as a society to at least say, you know what? we got to give people derb until that point. Yeah. And, and the other part too, uh, Cheryl, is um, like when, when the uh, bill was uh, uh, introduced, uh, they, they call it working age from 18 to 64. Now there's so many, so much information out there of people saying, well, yeah, but my disability doesn't end at 64. It turns 65. Provincial says you're not disabled anymore. You lose age or you lose PWD or ODSP. Uh, but now, hey, you get to have GIS or o- OAS and, you know, all those other supplements kind of coincide with each other, CPP. Uh, but now CPP, oh, well, you know, we're going to claw that off or this and that. But you don't have a disability according to the government. Like you're now just like a regular senior, but your disability is still there. Now the but that the uh, the the Canada Disability Benefit apparently is not going to go with those people unless they're going to somehow intertwine it and extend it. I think there might be a discussion on that as over the next two three years yeah. as tweaking it. I think to kind of maybe integrate yeah. that in because there's an yeah. individual I'm not going to say who is, but I think you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And he said magically his disability disappears. And he's yeah, 60. Like- like but, pink unicorns, right? Yeah. And I mean, and you know, to me, it's, it's like, uh, and if I was, if that was me, like I would feel, wow. I'm, so I'm excluded from this new Canada disability benefit. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's sad. Yeah. Right. And that's why I keep advocating to keep pushing and saying, no, we need to include everybody. It doesn't matter what age you are all the way through, all the way from a toddler, all the way up till, you know, until, um, yeah. the time comes. You know, I guess easy yeah. way of working. So, yeah, yeah, and uh, I guess, the, and there's so many uh, there like there's so many aspects to it when you talk about like C twenty two is a huge huge part of it. This Canada Disability Benefit is a huge mm-hmm. part of it. But we touched on just in our conversation how woefully inadequate our public transportation system is. Mm-hmm. how woefully inadequate the staffing levels are for people to be able to navigate. They need system navigators for these programs for people mm-hmm. with disabilities as well. 
Um, that's what I felt like my constituency office did. We did a lot of system navigating. And these are these should be, as we're moving towards precarious work in this gig economy, and there's more and more, oh. um, you know, we need to be focusing on when the government's focusing on creating good paying jobs, they need to be focusing on their staffing levels in um, their offices when they are making these announcements, making sure that you have that adequate staffing. What else? Uh, just off the top of, oh, you know, one of the things that happened, I think it was after the Accessible Canada Act, and uh, then you mentioned it uh, just a minute ago about the senators um, and the definition, and Neil had kind of mentioned it too. We didn't talk about that yet. But look at the big deal it was. You signed on to the CRPD mm -hmm. as a country. Right. You're not going to use their definition. Yeah. Wow. For the, like, that was like, did you not? I, I like that blew my mind and how crazy yeah. that was. Then it, mm. it went to the Senate. That was one of the things the, the Senate stuck to. They said, yeah, let's deal with this. And so that was good. That got to stay anyway. But I, I mean, that was a no brainer to me. That was the thing like, yeah, I was following there's that. There's so many too, things they should have. I know they should have done this and they should have done that same thing. Yeah. Um, so then right after, so after the Accessible Canada Act was passed and there were a lot of these things like, is it is it actually going to implement are the uh, the Convention on the Rights of People with Disabilities doesn't really look like it. A lot of this looks like it's a gesture, okay. and and um, then they did we did a National Building Code review came up. It comes up every five years, mm -hmm. and there were advocates with expertise in the building and construction area that were yeah. saying, "Okay, here's a perfect chance for you to update the National Building Code," mm -hmm. um, so that the Accessible Canada Act is being recognized so that real accessibility, because you guys all know, um, even with accessibility in each of our provinces and an ombudsman or a tribunal, however it works in each province for human rights commissioners, that there's, you know, it's too bad, they're busy. Why are they busy? Because there are so many things that fall through the cracks, right? Yeah. To get accessibility taken, uh, taken not just seriously, but um, um, using that lens. I, I, that's really, really the important thing that I hope our future generations will learn as we are um, developing our future politicians and our future policy wonks it's use the lens, use that disability lens. You've got to apply a lens to everything mm -hmm. that you do. It's mm -hmm. not something separate. Same thing with the environment. They're not yeah. separate with an environment, the environment, disability issues. They're not separate ministries to me. <laughs> this <laughs> is, uh, you need a, a commissioner or a minister, a deputy, somebody, a somebody with that office in every single ministry has to deal with it i think because you know, it just the, shows us the wasted resources like you do an accessible canada act um but what does that actually mean for the person who is physically not i'll say a wheelchair because that's the most obvious one in my city we still have mountable we still have barrier curbs 
They're oh. not mountable curbs. We still have all these other, like, people need to see results, right? Mm -hmm. Is this going to change their life? It didn't. Accessible Canada Act didn't, hasn't to this point, like, shown any, like, you you see the world is changing. People thought maybe with the Canada Disability Benefit, we're going to start to see some changes because I'll have some financial relief. And then to find out, oh, it's going to come in a year's time. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Yeah, a year or a year and a half or, you know, who knows? And I mean, one one good thing that was actually one of the amendments what that was good was is that it's going to automatically go to provincial people on provincial disability, yeah. which I was really excited about that. Uh, um, I uh, was actually really impressed. Yeah, the and, Senate and did Mike, some awesome. Mike, uh, Mike Maurice, uh, he, uh, I had him on my show uh, one day and there was a lot of amendments and he passed and that was one that he was really thrilled about because that was one thing that I know that you and I talked about when I had you on the show too. We were wondering, well, is it going to automatically go? And we weren't sure at the time. And I yeah. asked Mike one time too, and he says, I, I don't know. I'm going to keep pushing them and pushing them, Brent. And until they go, I think he wanted to say some other words, maybe go green enough to tell people. Yeah, it makes very, face, right? it, hmm. when it makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I mean, he keep, they wouldn't let it go. They, they kept hammering at it. And I'm glad that they did. And, you know, the part that's really mind boggling, too, is, uh, you know, Minister Quantrill knows that the system, all the provincial systems are so archaic and they're, you know, they're they failed uh, people with disabilities. I mean, uh, you know, as, as we know, I mean, they were designed not to include people with disabilities, just people on welfare or income assistance. And, you know, I guess terminology, whichever province they're in. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that way because, I mean, when they were designed, they should have been designed. I was thinking about this this morning. When these systems were designed, did the politicians way back when, I mean, who knows when they were designed, did they not think that people are not going to have disabilities in their life? I mean, they, they had disabilities, yeah. but they were just ignored. You know, yeah. and, and so I'm well, glad. We were, were just developing. Listen, there's so many reasons why, of course, you wanted to evolve. And when they were designed, yeah. they were designed during a time when we didn't even have full human rights addressed. Yeah. Um, and and medical care and the kinds of things that we services that we have now, even our monetary system. Yeah. yeah. Our banking system. There I was know. a time if you didn't have money, but yeah. you but you raised some eggs, uh raised some yeah. chickens, you could trade your eggs for something up. Like we can't live like that anymore. No, no, I you know. have to pay like <laughs> no, it's true. A lot of yeah, these systems that were brought in place were brought in place during a time when it was still, these were very exemplary situations where you were gonna have to deal with these things. Now, no, like we're in a different time now and we have to keep evolving. And when we don't evolve, it actually, going back to what we said earlier, it's actually costs our system more when yeah, we do kind of, not deal with these things properly. Yeah, it's kind of like food banks, right? I mean, when they, after the World War, they came into soup kitchens and then gradually a food bank, a small one came in. And then now it's like an industry within an industry and and the narrative yeah. of, and these big corporations are, are hiding over in the head. Oh, and, yeah. and then they're tax sheltering all this stuff. And like, wow. And, uh, and I know that, you know, like, I know one of the MPs, a, um, I think it was uh, Matthew Green, uh, he really hammers away at this and Peter Julian, uh, I should, uh, sorry, 
MP, Mr. Honorable Peter Julian, um, you know, actually how they, they say it in the house, they're not supposed to say their actual names, even though you actually say, you know, Honorable, you know, Julian, yeah. or, or right? But, you know, and I'm saying on here, but, you know, as being respectful to all of them that are fighting to, to hold the government to account of saying, like, tax the wealthy, the ultra rich. And it's just like, what, yeah. what, you know, and it's just like they're deaf ears and then yeah. they don't want to do that. And that money, that's, I, I think last time I looked, it was over $60 billion, you know, with a B that's been lost every yeah. year, every year. And all that money could go in and helping so many people like a, like a UBI or a basic income for every yeah. single country. Well, yeah, I mean, that trickle, trickling up. Yeah, we're, we're right is. at the end of the it hour, uh, or top of the hour, Brent. So, oh, are we? Okay, I, I was okay. wondering. That went fast. It went. It was a good it, segment. It did. It, it, it always, did. You know, it yeah. fast. Because yeah. I always enjoy having you on, Cheryl, and we have Thank such you. great uh, constructive conversations. Um, you know, I'll have to have you back. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I'll I, I do that as a follow up, and I, I mean, I use sometimes to do one, two, three segments. So. Um, yeah, you know, whenever you're convenient uh, to come on, um, I'll get Neil to schedule you in. Um, actually, while you're on, uh, Neil, um, next week is already fully book, booked, mm -hmm. but the week after, um, nobody is going to be scheduled. I'm actually having that week off. I know oh, he's okay. like, okay. what? You haven't told me this. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. nice to me, Brent. Thanks. Yeah, this is true. That's why I just said. Well, after. listen, how about, <laughs> you know, um, uh, Maybe the end of July, like, like yeah. in a month from now, yeah, would be good yeah, for me. Good. And we could do like uh, once a month that I can come on until you yeah. decide. Oh well, she's not worth it anymore. But but <laughs> oh, I like I think like you said, the discussions are good. I think it's good to have these kind of discussions. And one thing we didn't talk about, I know we're at the end of the hour, but maybe you could have somebody else on and talk about it when we were talking about very quickly how a lot of us learned about Bill C-22 mm -hmm. is uh, when you have all these paywalled news articles, you depend on social media comments and emotion sprinkled mm -hmm. in with some of the facts. And I really, really hope that um, people are paying attention to what's happening with uh, that the Online News Technology Act. Mm -hmm. um, it's meant to have uh, these big uh, corporations, these big social media corporations pay their fair share for news because we're losing news. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, exactly. We are. And uh, we're losing it big time. Uh, and, you know, the reliable sources, I mean, you should have to pay reliable for news, not the clickbait. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, you know, I remember I was politically astute at the I remember when Post Media was mm -hmm. bought up by that American company. And all yep. the people were making these predictions. Um, and this is even before um, the movement, how social media, the algorithm, right? The search for the algorithm instead of for true facts. And uh, anyway, so yeah, let's keep that in mind. Yeah. Maybe we can have that discussion uh, in the next time. We'll talk about how this is, it's all intermingled, isn't it? It's all linked. It, it's all it is. And, you know, and, and how it, it actually affects people's lives. I mean, you know, living yeah. people, I mean, they live, they, they live the now, right? And so yeah. DERB, DERB is what, what is needed out there. And so anyone watching this again, DERB is Disability Emergency Response Benefit, and it's needed now. So when it you sure see is. this, uh, just hashtag it with capital letters, D-E-R-B, and you can say DERB it, or you can yes. do or DERB now, or DERB, however you want to word it. 
Let's get it Perfect. up there. Good. Yeah, and and on <laughs> and uh, contact your MPs, your your MLAs, your MPPs. Just keep just keep throwing it out there. Um, and uh, yeah, gonna get done. Hopefully, I mean, I'm I'm being optimistic here. Someone probably saying, mm -hmm. "Well, Brent, I mean, you're being too optimistic." Well, it's people's lives. I mean, lives yeah. matter. I don't want to see uh, more people uh, suffering and exactly made because of not having right the support. But thank you so much, uh, Cheryl. Thank you. Okay, we'll take care. Bye. Uh, end of July. Thanks, Cheryl. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, we're clear. Mics okay. are off. Yeah, we'll just uh, I'll, I'll see you on my end. I'll see when it uh, when it ends. Bye, guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bye, Cheryl. Thanks, Thank we'll, you. Uh, we'll connect uh, uh, closer to the end of July. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Cheryl.